Welcome back. Welcome into the Lion Share Podcast, episode 21. We're finally legal drinking age in the podcast world. And boy, has a lot changed since the last time we talked to you. Not only has the calendar flipped to November, October is over. In other words, it's no longer. TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings, among other things that we'll get into on a wild trade deadline, the most moves on trade deadline day ever. Usually a quiet day, but there were fireworks going off left and right, shafter bombs all over the place. So let's jump right into this walkthrough Wednesday special wild edition. There's going to be some fireworks. We're going to talk about Lions uh, news and notes. Obviously the big one, TJ Hawkinson. And uh, then we'll talk about the NFL trading deadline moves that occurred uh, since Tuesday or on Tuesday. And then we'll go through every single matchup, uh, no huddle, and we'll finish with college football rankings. And of note, in the Lions segment, you're going to want to listen because we have a special message from a special fan. If you like hot takes, you're going to be in for a treat here. So without further ado, as I punch the microphone... (laughs) Got to start with the breaking news. The biggest news of the week for the Lions, TJ Hawkinson traded in somewhat of a shocking move. Um, Although TJ did say today that he was not surprised. He was just surprised that it was the Vikings. So another big note about that is they went in division, which uh, is always controversial. They go in division. The Lions get a second round 2023 pick and a third round 2024 pick. And they sent two picks as well with Hawkinson. So not just a picks for person trade. It was picks person for picks. And I think one that all kind of surprised the Lions share and shareholders fans alike. I certainly wasn't expecting it. I thought they may make some moves, but I wasn't expecting it to be this guy. Felt like this was a young guy that you could build around. And uh, Detroit's famous for not wanting to pay pay these guys big contracts. They don't like to give out the big contracts. Uh, instant reaction to this was, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, I'm right there in the passenger seat seat with you. I hated it in the moment. I'm starting to like it a little more. But in pure Lions MO, uh, don't pick up to fifth year option. Never. I, I don't. I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I had the instant reaction of, oh, my God, what just happened? Why are we getting rid of guys that we probably could have built around? Obviously, I'm I tend to be in the camp of getting rid of guys, you know, as they age and not giving them those second contract, those third and fourth contracts later into their 30s, right? But this felt like a guy that uh, you know, is 25 years old. He could obviously be in the league for 10, 15 more years. So you you obviously don't want to pay him the money, but I felt like this was a, a an odd move for them. Um but like you said, I have started to come around and I don't know if I'm just talking myself into it or not. I try to see both sides, right? So the other side of it, if, you, if you're if you someone that likes this trade, which I'm not generally speaking, but the, the other side of it is you don't have to pay the guy. You don't pick up his fifth year option. You don't know if he was going to come back anyway. He probably was. He seems like a Detroit guy through and through. Um, the offense has weapons. And you get it. You're getting Jamison Williams back soon, and we've talked about it before. No shortage of tight ends on this roster, um, so you don't have to pay him an arm and a leg. You you don't you don't lose a lot on offense, although you do in the in the run and pass game. But you do have other weapons, and um, it's um, 
it's it's more picks for you to going forward as as you as you try to build something else and as we mentioned on Sunday's episode they've got to get rid of these Patricia Quinn uh, draft picks and I wasn't specifically speaking of TJ Hawkinson I think he's one of the the shining gems that the Quintricia um, regime came up with um, maybe they listened to us on Sunday and thought hey we do need to get rid of these guys these are bad eggs we just need dan campbell brad holmes guys through and through no more quintricia i mean an otter move uh to come from mr tight ends himself dan campbell i I, i'd like to know the the death rate of a tight end on the detroit lions team because i mean i believe we said they started the season with nine yeah it was yeah it was was approaching 10 and in certain points of training camp and now we have just slim pickings and top dog is gone yeah and you got rid of um help me out with his name here for a minute i'm, I'm drawing a blank who was the the uh funches devin funches was was on this roster at one point obviously had the injury so um you know it would have been to be seen on that and he's he hasn't been signed as far as i'm aware but um uh, bad radio if he has uh so you, yeah you're right they have kind of chopped put all these guys on the chopping block it looks like brock Wright will be the the guy that will fill his role uh as the number one tight end he's had some playing time already this season uh definitely a more blocking tight end style guy not as involved with the passing game and uh have, have we mentioned he's nowhere near the speed and agility of one tj hawkinson um Brock Wright was the one who caught that pass in Dallas that was about six inches short of the goal line. And we remarked about a it after it happened. He is he is slow. But yes, you're right. A yard to the refs. He's slow, though. He's very slow. But I mean, you got to look at the way that uh, Dan was using TJ anyway. I mean, he, he had one good game this season. I'd like to know how many catches a, a game he averages. It's got to be... Four to six is my guess. Eight at a very high for around 50 yards is my guess. It's very average production. I I mean, it's hard to pay him top five money to do that. Well, and you remember earlier in the season when Mitch was joining on the broadcast when he said, what's up with Hawkinson? And he's got a case of the drops. Mm -hmm. And he did. But he did turn it around. I mean, you hope hope that he goes on and has a good career, just has terrible games against the Lions. Um I mean, at least he's better than Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, you knew right away that he wasn't going to oh, make God. him in Detroit. And then, of course, he goes over to Indy and just can't drop a pass. Right, right. Whatever happened to him? He went to the Steelers, and I, I lost Steelers track. Steelers was the last team I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, you're right. Um, he's, he's a weird one because he's not – tight end position is so – there's such a big gap between the top guys like Kittle and Kelsey and, and – their in their arenas so you can't really put him up in that category he's not like a gronkowski he's not in that upper echelon of tight end you as they call it but he's close he's kind of a he's he's kind of fluctuates between the low end of tight end you and the high end of the rest of the world in tight ends so i i I think what kills me most is he seemed like a culture guy like he's gonna he's gonna be there no matter what type of guy he's not a diva he's nothing like that like this guy just wants to what's best for the team type of guy and uh so that's what hurts me about it is like this is a guy that you feel good about right like even if he's not 
putting up all the numbers every week. Like this is a guy you can feel good about and you can trust at that position to run block and be involved in the passing. Game. Well, and he also feels like one of those guys that you just grew up with. I mean, he if you look at him on his draft day with the short hair and and business look to him, it looks like he kind of grew up and grew into himself. He's also got one of those names, man, Hawk, Teej, TJ. He's got so many built-in nicknames. He's just kind of one of those guys. Just a just a good guy all around. Um, I did look up his 40 time. It was 4.7. That that doesn't even seem right. He seems way faster than a 4.7. Uh, Brock Wright allegedly is around the same time, and I don't believe that. A foot race, I'd take Hawkinson every day, but maybe Brock Wright was just um, – maybe I just wasn't giving him enough credit on that run, but he just looked very slow. Maybe it's because um, TJ's got longer strides, just looks faster. It could be. It's an illusion type of thing. Uh, uh, Brock's, Brock's more of a choppy runner than – Hawkinson mm-hmm. and the hair, yeah, that the hair makes it all all the difference. Um, I don't know if you saw this quote, but kind of a wild headline that I thought in my book at least was Brad Holmes today quoted us in press conference and saying he still would have made he would have made this trade even if their record was reversed at six and one. Um, if they were six and one, he still would have made the trade. And I call that a bold faced lie. There's no way they get rid of Hawkinson if they're six and one. If you're rolling, you're not messing up anything. You're not trading guys like him. Yeah, that's hard to believe. I, I did see this quote. It's hard to believe, but if <sighs> I, I don't even know, because I mean, Brad's just like near a near numbers guy only, and that's what he's looking at. Right. When, but I mean, like we, you go back to question one, right? When does the future become now? Because that's all I've heard for like how many years now? How many rebuilds? Uh, we're building for the future. We're building for the future. We're building for the future. The future literally has never arrived. Yeah, and it's it, we've seen this time and time again. Where it's remember when we got rid of Golden Tate? That was kind of controversial at the time. Obviously, he was later in his career, so that was a little bit of a different situation. It was like, yeah, he, we can afford to move on from him. Uh, Quandre Diggs was another one that came to mind. Stafford, he's not really in that camp because that was kind of like a mutual, hey, go do your thing, kid. You you served your time here. Go on and win a Super Bowl, which he did. Um, but this is this is what we see time and time again from this this, this front office is no, we just yeah Slay. There's another great one. Thank you. That's why you're such a great host co-host. Um, you're right. That's that's what this is the mo of the Lions. It's just revolving door of. We need picks. We need to rebuild. We need to, and it just, it seems like we're constantly just in a circle. It's a you circle. Know what, you know what yeah. that should worry you of? One player in particular I can think of on the offensive side of the ball. DeAndre Swift? Uh, him too. Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown is the one I'm You know it's about. coming. You know, you know it's coming. Luckily, he's still in the rookie deal for a few more years. Um, but yes, no, it's, it, it, I hope we don't. I hope we don't have to come to that situation. Hopefully things are turned around by then, um, obviously, but uh, not not 100% optimistic. But you're right. It's the next one. It's, we're going we're gonna to go down the line. It's coming. It's coming, um, folks. This is the hot take express that I was referencing. Um, Tommy, go ahead and queue up a special message with some eye-opening comments. Hey, guys, it's Josh here. I just got to say, I think Big Dan needs to go. I think you let him ride it out to the end of the year. But after that, I think he's done. He's not the guy for the job. We hear in the preseason all this talk about this team's going to have this mentality. Um, They're going to bite your kneecaps off. They're going to fight till the end. I'm sorry. I don't see any of it. 
in his post-game press conferences, I'm tired of hearing him say, this one's on me. Dan, we know it's on you. You're the head coach. At the end of the day, it all falls on your shoulders. Whether it's a bad fourth down call, a bad play call, poor clock management, we've seen it all. There's no excuse for that from a head coach in the NFL. I think he needs to go, and I'm tired of hearing those excuses from him. So here's my hot take. My hot take is you bring in Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. I know that sounds biased because I'm a Michigan guy, but I think he's a guy that can come in and turn this defense around overnight. I think he can connect with the younger players. He's got a decent track record. I think he's an up-and-coming coach. I think the Lions need to pursue Mike McDonald. Whew. Tell us how you really feel, man. We know it's on you, Dan. You're the head coach. Fired up. Fired up words there. All right, let's break this down one piece at a time. So first piece was clearly he is over Dan. He is done and over with Dan. Um, obviously, he was hopeful in Dan at one point, but he has long since gone past that. Um, he he is, he is like he is he would like to move on from Big Dan, and um, he's not the only one. Can you imagine if he was calling him Little Dan though? Oh, he he probably wouldn't have. Um, He'd probably, I don't know. Is Dan that the last straw to his start, doorstep? Can we start throwing insults like that? Little Dan wants you out. Little of Dan, Dan, yeah. Uh, I, I say I'm Dirty Dan. Josh, we got to say thanks for the call first off. Um, yes. Slow down. Sounds like you're going traveling at a high rate of speed there. Maybe put the cigarette out, son. Uh, they cause cancer. Um, hey, man, I know we're all frustrated. Four wins, two seasons thus far is, is a real scary thought. I had a piss poor Monday myself. Um, I had a I had a scary thought the other day. I'll, I'll share and trust with you. Everybody else that's not Josh, turn off the turn off the radios. I had a scary thought. We're going to go one and sixteen this year. All right, you guys can turn the radios back on. We're not going to do it, Josh. What I just said, we're not going to do that. Dan's going to turn this regime around. I do love the hot take, though. Started doing some digging when I listened to your call. I think you might be on to something. I think Josh is on to something here. I, um, I, I, I will get to that in a minute. I, uh, I re-looked at our text messages, you and I's text messages from the day Dan stepped foot in the organization as the first, first, first press conference. And this is Whoa. what I said. This is either going to be terrible or an amazing there's no in between to which you said i concur so we were on the same page here from the get-go but you said you were ready to run through a brick wall i think everybody was after that opening kneecap press conference it was it was uplifting something completely different that we've never seen from any coach before um but right now it definitely leans towards the looking terrible and it feels kind of gimmicky He's he is kind of broken record every week. It, it got to be better. We're so close. We're so close. We, it's just the little things. Just got to clean up the little things, man. Just got to clean up the little things, man. It does. It is getting old. I'm not a hundred percent off the Dan train yet, though. I'm still on it. I I don't. I but I'm cautious, right? Um, I just don't want to go into the perpetual door of coaches again and again. You know, we we've gone over through so many coaches over the years, uh, and so I just. I'm not ready for another new coach at this point. I'm not. I've, I'm getting closer, but I've not driven completely to the new coach side of things. Although I love type of talking hypothetically, though. So uh, if you do go get Mike McDonald, as you alluded to, um, do they go get Lamar Jackson too with this? Is that what they're making all this room for with these uh, cap space moves and draft picks? Are they going to get Lamar and Mac- Mike McDonald? Package deal? Wow. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, my 
God, the Detroit Ravens. Oh God, no, 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 no. We can't do that. It's not get the <laughs> Patriots again. Leave Patricia. <laughs> oh out of this. no, that's sore thoughts right there. Yeah, because then they'd, they'd start getting other guys, and it would just be a, it would become a thing again, and we'd be back in the revolving door. That's that's all we are here in Detroit fan bases. It's just a revolving door. Pistons aren't good either. So, um, although they beat the Warriors the other night, so kudos to them getting their second win. I think they're two and seven now, so that's great. Um. So yeah, they. Uh, uh, anybody else that has thoughts on Dan Campbell's situation? Where are you on that on that side of things? Are you still with him or are you over it? Uh, please, please send us those uh, send those thoughts our way. Um, you know who is gone? The first sacrificial lamb, um, Aubrey Pleasant, DB coach. He's gone. Um, feels like a situation where one domino has fallen. Something happened had to happen on the defense, and this just happened to be the guy. Um, if you remember him last season, he was really laying into Okuda. A lot of folks credit him for Okuda's development, um, which I think you can credit him for. But I do think this is a move that had to happen, especially after last week's poor performance against the Dolphins. Dan said it wasn't just one game situation. It was a culmination. But it, it, it was like all of it reared its ugly head last week when the DBs were playing 20 yards off the off the ball, when they were they were – the intent, the game plan was to press these guys to be physical with them because you knew you couldn't you couldn't control them, right? You had to just you had to you had to just control them, not let them have hundreds and hundreds of yards. So they didn't do that. They didn't stick to game plan, um, and so Aubrey Pleasant, he's looking for work. He is, and I mean, just to jump back to uh, to Josh's call for one second, why don't we just go get McDonald as our defensive coordinator? Why do we have to make him the head coach? Because he's going to have head coach offers. Is he? He's got the look of a head coach. He does. He, he does look like picture one. perfect for it. But I haven't heard his name thrown around on this carousel once yet. No, but you know it's coming. Every year, there's going to be four, five, six vacancies in the in the league. He's going to at least get an interview for a head coach job, I think. We'll see. He's getting there. He's getting we'll there. We'll see. We'll maybe, see. Maybe one more year. Maybe, maybe one more year. Um, did, did, you, did you fall on any side of the Aubrey Pleasant news? Good, bad, ugly. Uh, somebody had to go. Somebody had to go. Just like he said, um, it's bad. It's ugly. That's their season. That's been their seasons. Um, and what has been the glaring problem on the defensive side of the ball? It's the secondary. Unfortunately, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's your job. So you know, when you're quite possibly, while well, you actually numerically are the worst defense and the worst secondary in the NFL. I mean, it is what it yeah. is. And I think he, I think Aubrey will get a job. He may go back to the Rams. He may, he may land somewhere. I think he's got work to uh, in the NFL. So, wish him the best, of course. Um, but it, it, somebody's got to be better. Everybody's got to be better on that defense. This um, will also light a fire under Aaron Glenn because you got to imagine he's the next one on the chopping block um, as as the season progresses and. If the defense continues to not respond, then he's next. So yeah, so it's um, one human shield of, gone. Exactly. Speaking of the Lions' defense, uh, they only had two QB hits on Saturday, two sacks, and they and only two QB hits. So, um, along with the secondary, the pressure's got to be better as well. Um, and clearly, they are. This team will probably not ever be capable of a coverage sack. That's for certain. That's for certain. Did you um, did you not hear the the news before the start of that kickoff? What's that? Oh, two is only allowed to be hit three or fewer times in a game due to new NFL concussion protocol. 
He's got a pitch count. Yeah, he's only has three hits against him. So, okay. you know. <laughs> so he's just now catching up to Tom Brady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's about to start uh, some yeah. crazy calls. Oh, yeah. 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 Dolphins 5 and 0, 5 and 0 with him in the lineup. Um, well, so probably you, get married and divorced uh, as well. <laughs> that's the going thing, I suppose. Yeah. DeAndre Swift still uh, on the injury report. Uh, Dan said he clearly wasn't ready to be back last week. That's why he ended up with only five carries. So to be seen if he's back against the Packers this weekend. Good news from Dan's press conference today on Swift. Said he uh, uh, was was running around out there, looked real good, had high hopes that he'd be back this week in, uh, in a much higher capacity. That'd be good. Definitely need him more involved than five carries. Um, so you alluded to the one in 16 comment. Uh, that was 10 games for me. I'm um, sorry. Oopsie. <laughs> Oops, Tommy, cut that. So uh, uh, in totally unrelated news, 10 games remain in the season. That, so let's split this uh, season up into five. Let's, we'll, we'll leave the second five games for another day. But the first five games, uh, do you see more than one win in the next five over under one? And I'll list the next five uh, for you here so you, so you can kind of culminate your answer i'd like to so know obviously home packers away. this week uh i don't have that information sorry <laughs> packers is at home i know that the bears uh bears is probably on the road so packers bears giants i know is on the road packers bears giants bills obviously that's thanksgiving that's at home jaguars is at home i think because they played the jags last year okay at, at, in jacksville okay so packers at home bears on the road giants on the road bills at home jaguars at home so packers Bears, Giants, Bills, Jags. More than one win? You just talked me into it. The Lions are back in the playoff hunt, baby. We're in the playoff oh, picture. Stop it. <laughs> we got the Packers at home. Easy dub. They're a defeated squad. Who's next on that list? You say something about Bears the Bears? on the road. <clears throat> Lunch. Give me the next. Did you say the Giants? Correct. They got to start dropping more more, more L's. I told you we both had them at the bottom of the list. They're about to start dropping a lot of a lot of L's. Dayball magic's gone. That's three right there. Who's next? Bills? Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> okay. So and we're gonna, gonna, we're I'm gonna, assuming you're going to give the Jags a W. A W city. At home? Oh, yeah. No way. We're, we, we're four and five in the next five. Okay. Okay. So I need you to come off the clouds. Come down to earth here. Uh, what's your realistic? We might get two of those. Okay. That's Bears, I, I, Jags. I think there's one in there, um, and you're. I think in 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 that kind of com, com, combination, it's either going to be the Packers, Bears, or Jaguars. Uh, one of those three is a win for sure. Whether or not there's two wins in there, I don't know. Um, and we'll get to our Bears or our Bears, our Lions, Packers prediction for this week um, as we enter into the NFL. So let's talk about the NFL now. Let's talk the trade deadline that was crazy. And then we'll talk about the games for week nine. Rokon Smith, probably the biggest news of the week. He goes to the Ravens. So Ravens, another win now team, kind of like the Eagles, kind of like uh, uh, the Vikings now also in win mode, win now mode with Hawkinson. Um, so Ravens bulk up that defense. Bears fans not happy about this one. Salty at Roquan. Yeah, but turn it around. They get Claypool on the offense. So they're, they're loading guys off on defense, unloading guys off on defense. But all of a sudden they're bringing in a – a fairly decent weapon on offense in Chase Claypool. So their defense has held them in most of their games this season. Offense hasn't right. done much. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Um, 
<clears throat> William Jackson the third to the Steelers. So the Steelers trying to get some help in the secondary, just trying to build something. Um, Bradley Chubb for the Dolphins. This was a big one. Uh, the Dolphins, if they want to make something of this season, if they want to continue their winning ways, they're definitely going to need a better defense. We saw how bad their defense is against the Lions. They um, they struggled, and they've they've struggled all all year long. They they give up a ton of yards through the air um, and the ground alike. So Bradley Chubb's going to be a huge part of that defense. And um, curious to see what that brings to their um, team as they try to improve overall. Obviously, the offense is their shining shining star of that team. So no problems on the offensive side of ball. Um, they're just going to try to beef up the defenses. So watch out for these Dolphins. They try to win now. Um, three big teams trying to win now. Ravens, Vikings, and Dolphins. Don't forget about them 49ers trying to win now. Uh, yeah, that was a that's a that's one too. Yeah, CMC uh, about a, about two weeks ago now. You forget about these things because it was just a crazy tread deadline. Um, one more, Naheem Hines um, from the Colts is now a Buffalo Bill. So there were some rumors of Kamara being traded from the Saints to the Bills. That didn't ultimately happen. Well, well, they went and got a running back anyway, just a little bit of lower caliber. Um, Naheem Hines, uh, pretty decent running back. Uh, the Bills. Bills trying to win now as well, obviously. I mean, I, we talked about it last week. Um, the The playbook was written for a Super Bowl, apparently, with uh, with a superstar caliber trade. The Rams did it with Matthew Stafford, and now it seems like everybody believes that's the play. That's the playbook. Another box you got to check. Go out, get a superstar talent, and uh, buy all in. Put all your chips in. Yeah, it's a copycat league. One thing works for one team, the rest of the, the league takes notice. Um, and, you know, if you're the Rams, um, you're you're probably not going to repeat Super Bowls, and you may even not make the playoffs this season, but they got their one. So uh, I suppose in many fans' books, they're going to take that one, right? Well, they might well, for the few fans they have, but they might as well tank you know, try to get any draft pick. Oh, yeah, well, that tank would certainly help us, wouldn't it? No, does it? Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know oh. that. Remember, remember the fact of fiction when we said, "Will they have two top 15? Well, it's currently one in thirteen. Um, the picks right now. So currently, fact. we'd have the one overall and the thirteen. Yeah, and if it's trending that way, so to be seen what the Rams do with the rest of their season. Um, they've got the Buccaneers this week, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, a couple other notes from the NFL: Colts fired their offensive coordinator. Similar situation, sacrificial lamb. Um, as probably Frank Wright, the next one on the chopping block, if he doesn't turn things around. The rest of this season, uh, Colts may have an opening. It's human shield season. It's chop, chop, chop season. Uh, Commanders also getting chopped. They might actually sell the team. Uh, Bank of America in to explore assets sale. And then we got another breaking news just just before we started here. Uh, Criminal investigation into the team's finances by the the feds over there in the Northeast. Um, So something sounds like it's actually going to happen this time around with the Commanders. Uh, Snyder's... Not looking good for that family right now. I, I, I'm going to believe it when I see it. I'm not fully convinced of what's happening, but I did hear a little birdie drop me a hint. Was there somebody interested in becoming a minority owner? Good call. Yeah, Mr. RG3 himself, radio or TV broadcaster, personality alike. He said he'd like to become minority owner, and he was going to take 10 of his closest friends with him. He he offered the olive branch out to the Twitter community and said, who's with me? I want 10 and it requires no money on your side of things, just your support. So he's not asking for uh, any investment 
he's just asking for your support, um, you know, spiritually, not financially. That was my favorite kind of uh, financial endeavors. And, <laughs> and hey, I mean, he I don't know what he's got for money, but maybe he's, I don't know how well he handled finances with his league money and his ESPN money now, but uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I know those are becoming more and more popular with these um, these celebrities and, and uh, personalities to join uh, own company or own teams. So we'll see. Um, crazy Monday night matchup. We said it in last week's, but we n- neither of us heeded the advice. Joe Burrow is 0-3 against the, the Browns going into this game, and now he's 0-4. So the Browns once again have the Bengals number. I, I just had to put that out there because that was crazy. And year after year, I have to put it out there. How are the Browns a better organization than the Detroit Lions? Oh, don't don't even go there, man. Come on. They, they're about to get Deshaun Watson back too, so uh, who knows what we'll do. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Um, it's gonna be handsy. so why don't it's gonna be it's gonna be what handsy 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 pansy hands on any other zingers no that's it okay so 13 matchups this week as more and more teams are entering their buys so i think this is one of the lighter weeks of the season starting off things with thursday night football it's uh it's a doozy eagles versus the one win texans i've got the eagles here eagles fly high don't over it's a don't overthink it matchup just Go with what you know. The Eagles are going to continue their winning ways. I'm going to do it. I said, no, you're not. I said they've got to lose. I said they have to lose at some point in Texas against a 1-5-1 and Texans. Nobody sees it coming. Give me the Texans. Uh, wow. And they're 13 point, or 14 points, I'm sorry, dogs in this game. So if you've got access to a betting app, Maybe at the very least take the Texans to cover that fourteen point spread. I think they can. Uh, they got one last bit of magic in them this season. I I, I think they're a scrappy team. I think they can uh, keep this interesting, but I, I I can't go against the Eagles. It's just it. I don't overthink a game. Um, in the first matchup on Sunday, we've got Chargers versus Falcons. I've got Chargers here. Chargers off a of bye. I got Chargers with you off a bye. They're on the road, but against, uh, I mean, they had a thrilling win last week, but they're pretty banged up now. And uh, and now they're not getting Calvin Ridley back ever. So glad you guys hung on to him. Chargers with a W. That reminds me, bad producer here. Should have mentioned that Cordero Patterson is going to the Jaguars, even though he's still suspended. So Falcons are going to be out. You mean Calvin him, Ridley? Wow, that's what I meant. I said Cordell Patterson. He did. He did. Yeah, is he still on? He's still on IR. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Ridley to the um to the to the Jags. Yes, sir. Uh, Dolphins versus the Bears. They've got another NFC North team. They're just rolling through the NFC North right now. Um, I've got the Dolphins. Uh, with the new help of Bradley Chubb on defense. I don't know. I, this was a toss-up game for me, though. I kind of like the Bears in this one, too. Well, well, before you before you give your pick, talk it out with me, okay? It all depends. Did the Dolphins go back to Miami? I don't know. That probably. I'm going to say yes. Dolphins are going to lose. Bears with the win. Cold weather? No, oh, they're just too much travel. Too much travel. Okay. I, 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 I'm going Dolphins. I, I, I want to go Bears here, but I'm, I'm just going to stick with the chalk here. Uh... Panthers versus the Bengals. Uh, Panthers come off the heartbreaking loss last week. And uh, Bengals also off a loss to the Browns. 
also a heartbreaker as well. Um, they, I, I mean, just just before I make my pick, because I know already, I'm either gonna go crazy this week or I'm gonna have an even worse week than I've had previous. Um, Joe Burrow doesn't have any crazy losing record to the Panthers, does he? Not that I'm aware of. It's a non-divisional matchup, so I doubt they play him that often. Okay. A non-conference me, matchup, I mean. Then give me the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, I've got the Bengals in a bounce-back game as well. I like the new-look Panthers with P.J. Walker, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to be enough. So I'm going to go Bengals here. Colts-Patriots is the next matchup. Um, Colts versus Patriots used to be a nice rivalry when it was the Peyton Manning versus Brady days. Uh, it's kind of gone a little lackluster now with Sam Ellinger, Ellinger versus um, um, Mac Jones. So uh, when I typed out Patriots in my notes, Patriots autocorrected to Patricia. So I think that's a sign, uh, <laughs> not a sign that I wanted to see. Um, that's just where my head's at, I guess. So I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots and the old rivalry. I'm going to take the Patriots with you. Frank Wright can uh, hear the hangman's news coming for him. And uh, he better watch out. If he doesn't string together a few wins here lately, he might be gone. Yeah, the Jaws music. I just... <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's, he's, he's, he's hearing that in his head for sure. Uh, also, in the um, same division as the Patriots, we've got the Bills taking on the Jets. Uh, uh, Jets continue to slide. I think uh, the Bills own New York. The Jets are going through it. Uh, Bills easy. They gotta they gotta keep pace with the with the Eagles here, and uh, maybe the Eagles lost. We could tie them up. Ooh, could be, could be. I think uh, the Jets make this interesting divisional matchup, so I think it's going to be a little closer than the score may allude to. But uh, ultimately, Bengal or uh, Bills get it done. Commanders versus Vikings. Um, TJ Hawkinson likely to be suiting up for them. That's going to look weird. And I'm sad to even say that. Um, I think mark my words, this one's going to be close, closer than it should be. Um, who do you, who you got? Um, I got the Vikings, unfortunately. Okay. They're coming off the bye, correct? No, they're not. No, they were two weeks ago. That's yeah, they beat the Cardinals last week. All right, I think I'm all or nothing this week with these picks since I've already gone crazy with it. So, might as well double down and give me the commanders over the Vikings. Wow, the flip flop. Wow. Oh man, that now I want to go Vikings just to be different than you, but um. I'm I'm gonna go Commanders here. I the reason I don't want to go Commanders is because it's in Minnesota. Uh, so I I just feel like that gives the Vikings in the in the skull 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 chant. It's gonna be too strong. So I think the Vikings win. But in the picks, give me the Commanders. I've got some wins to lose anyway. So um, yeah, I'm still riding high, Tyler Heineke here. Yeah, Heineke Heineken. It's not Oktoberfest anymore, but. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going Vikings. Just changed my pick. Sorry, Tommy, Skull. but I'm going Vikings. I, I, I'm going to regret that. Raiders, Jaguars. I lost a lot of faith in the Raiders after last week. Um, Toilet bowl I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with them once more, though. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you type thing. Uh, give me the Raiders. Raiders cross country. Uh, yeah. ETN figures it out. And they got... They got high hopes they're going to get an offensive weapon next season, so it's going to totally give them a boost this week, right? Wow. Trevor Lawrence, I, yeah, I mean, W. I, I could see this one going either way, uh, so I, I think you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals on the West Coast. Mm, another bird battle. 
A lot of yes. bird battles this year. Um, uh, have we talked about how short Kyler Murray is? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I bet you Geno Hawks Tower. Or Geno Hawks. <laughs> I mean, Gino it worked. Smith I thought it was a new the- nickname. Oh man, the Jihawks. Jihawks. Uh, Geno Smith is, is absolutely going to just dominate him. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I got the Jihawks as well. Uh, another game that I thought it could go either way. Um, another game that I think could go either way is Buccaneers Rams. Uh, two slumping teams limp into this one. Brady in LA probably hitting on all the women. Maybe maybe some surfing action. <sighs> I think I like Tom Brady in this one. I mean, weird that, like, yeah, there's two teams and a slump, and yet it's probably the game of the week. Uh, perhaps. Who did you take there? Um, I'm leaning towards the Bucks with Tom Brady. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we could use a better draft spot. Give me, give me Tom Brady. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Yep, Bucks, Bucks over those slumping Rams. Bucks get off the Schneid. Um, Chiefs, Titans. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I'm with you. I'll I only have the only word I have written down is Chiefs as well for this matchup. That's all I've got. Chiefs. But I tell you what, um the Titans are the type of team that would keep this interesting and maybe win out a weird one. I just feel like every matchup this week is like I just feel like well this team could do it. Uh, it's a lot of 50-50 matchups for me. Um but I'm going to just not overthink it. Similar to Texans Eagles, I'm not overthinking this matchup. The Titans are the worst 5 and 2 team in in this league. So the history of this the Chiefs and well, maybe not that history, but close. Close Definitely this year. Actually, it was the Steelers uh, <laughs> and one of ben, Big Ben's last seasons. They were the worst. Oh, they were. Yeah. yeah, they were abysmally bad. And should mention this is the Sunday night matchup too. This is an Arrowhead. Yep, give me give me the Chiefs. That's a no doubter. Monday night we've got uh, Ravens versus the Saints. Um. I think I've got to go Ravens here. Viewers can't can see it at home, but I'm eating a W. Um, I gave the Bucks a win, so you know I got to keep the have the Saints keep pace here. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, that leaves us with one matchup remaining: Lions versus Packers, the classic NFC North matchup, and it's a classic bounce back game for the Packers. Um, you know uh, they're coming in struggling just as. As teams usually do against the Lions, and then they have uh, record-breaking games. So, um, not feeling great about how the Packers are coming into this game. Just going to be extra hungry this week. You fail to admit that this is also a classic get-right game for the Lions. Uh, the last like four games have been get-right games. Do that's what that says. Preferred probability. I don't know. I just think the the run game is going to struggle without Hawkinson. And this team is on the verge. There's some threats of some spiraling after that trade. And just, uh, a, I don't know. I don't feel great about it after that trade. Four and five starts Sunday night. Four and five for the Packers? Nope. Oh, the four and five for the next five. I see what you mean. I'm with you now. Start okay. Sunday night, baby. <laughs> Sunday night or Sunday at one o'clock. Okay, it was the same. All right, yeah, it worked. It worked. I shouldn't have given you a uh, flag for that. That's on me. Um, so you're gonna go Packers, or I'm sorry, you're gonna go Lions. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Packers here. I continue to go against the Lions, and it pains me. I think. I don't uh, think once again, this does. is a winnable game. No, it does to my core. Uh, it's just another winnable game for the Lions, though. I think. You know, we'll probably do in a halftime report where it's a close game and uh, just just the same old Lions result. 
I'm hoping for some don't see it. different new lions this week. Some DNLs. Maybe. The new lions? The new lions, man. <laughs> oh, well, to be seen on that. Looking forward to NFL Sunday, as always. So the precursor to NFL Sunday, that's Saturday college football. I've got Wednesday college football right now, actually. Uh, Fire Up Chips are playing against NIU. They were winning last I checked. Fire Up. Um, they've got a new quarterback. They're doing a two-quarterback system. They've got a quarterback with the last name Bauer, and uh, he's been some Bauer's been running some power, power O runs, and so new look for the Chippewas. Um, rankings. This is our first week with college football rankings, so we no longer have the AP poll. Now we've got Tuesday night's college football rankings. So Tennessee is your new number one. Ohio State's two. Georgia three. Clemson four. You might be wondering, where's Michigan? Well, now they've been dropped to five. Alabama remains at six. TCU jumps to seven. Oregon eight. USC nine. LSU. Yeah, that's right. LSU's in the top ten. Crazy. you imagine shitting on your uh, rival and dropping in the rankings? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. No respect from the college football playoffs committee. And uh, I think it'll it'll be all switched out once Georgia and Tennessee play this weekend and uh, once ultimately Michigan and Ohio State play. So I think um, it'll all get shaken out in the end. But for right now, it's just another disrespectful moment from the college football as they continue to have SEC bias. That's all it is. That's all it'll ever be, the SEC bias. I'm really looking forward to that Tennessee versus Georgia matchup, though. One versus three, huge matchup. Game type of week, uh, game game of the week type shit. Um, and I think it's two teams that feel slighted. So you've got Georgia. They're going to feel slighted because they got bumped by Tennessee to number one. You know, Georgia's now number three after being one for the whole year, or most of the year at least. Um, so they're going to feel slighted. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. Tennessee also going to feel slighted because they're eight-point underdogs in this matchup as the higher-ranked team. So, yeah, I don't know. Two teams with something to prove. I, I mean, you got to think they're doing it for content at this point. They're just messing with our minds. Oh, yeah. Uh, they know they're playing. They know things are going to – somebody's got to lose. I thought it might even be one versus two. <laughs> Just for the just, just for the, for the ratings. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, why not? Thank yeah, I mean, you could have you could have moved. You, you got it. moved. You could have moved Ohio State down to three. You absolutely could have after their showing. You absolutely could have. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have had a problem with that. I'm surprised they didn't go one two just for the just for the ratings. Um, so that game's at three thirty on um, on Saturday. So tune in for that one. Um, it'll be on CBS, SEC on CBS. So um, I like Tennessee in that matchup. Um, also, later in the day, we've got Alabama taking on LSU. We alluded to LSU cracking the top 10. So this is a 6-10 matchup. Crazy that LSU jumps to 10 after not being ranked like two, three weeks ago. Um, I've been saying since they started winning that they're an emerging team and one to watch out for. For But damn, I didn't expect them to jump 10. I guess they're giving Brian Kelly the Notre Dame bump still. Uh, here crazy talked about it off air might now be the brian kelly bump just like the mike tomlin bump is in play for the steelers exactly and as crazy as it sounds i think uh i want to go lsu here for the for the win against bama i'm out of money on nfl bets fortunately i cannot (laughs) wager anymore sit sitting this one out that's a fair trade i think gamble Um, responsible correct always always gamble responsibly one hand gambler uh, speaking of Notre Dame, they've got a date with Clemson. So Clemson, your number new, your number four new team in the top four, 
also another team that uh, I I know you can make the strength of schedule argument for them, but uh, they almost lost to Syracuse. So um, they've got a date with Notre Dame. So, and it's at Notre Dame. So uh, watch out Clemson. I'm going to put them on upset alert this week. As much as I hate Notre Dame, I would really appreciate it if they just took out Clemson, you know, just sniper target. Just, just do it for the world. Do it for everybody. No one would be upset. Um, you know, Clemson had to switch quarterbacks mid game against Syracuse just to win the game. So, uh, watch out for Notre Dame here with, uh, nothing to prove or everything to prove, um, for Notre Dame. You know, you've got nothing to lose type of type of scenario here at, at five and three on the season. So, um, they're going to be coming for blood. It's at home too. Like we said, um, shout out to the milers. I'm sure they're going shout out some OG fans right there. Uh, so if you're listening, we love you. Uh, Michigan, Versus Rutgers this week. That's Michigan's matchup. Obviously, Rutgers is not the um, Rutgers of the past. They're trying to turn things around, but they're four and four, one and four in the Big Ten. Um, this one's in New Jersey, so uh, Michigan just got to continue to to do business and keep marching on. Um, can't can't lose these games because your season will be over. So just need Michigan Wolverines. Just keep marching on. Use that fuel from last week's win over the Spartans, where you got. Um, Literal assaults going on in the tunnel. Use that as fuel to just kick the uh, living shit out of Rutgers, right? Yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen uh, seen jail time for any of these guys, so we'll see what's happening. Jail. A million years. Jail. Mm, throw away the key. And that'll just about do it for our show. That's everything from college football, NFL, and Lions. October is over. We're into November. I don't have a clever one for November uh, for the Lions or for anything, really. Um thanksgiving coming up soon so as we move closer to the holidays remember to tell someone you love them tell your loved ones you love them and on that note go blue and go lions against the pack the detroit lions select tj hockinson And so there it is. The Lions go tight end in the first round. Yes, again, just years after doing it with Eric Ebron and the run of defensive linemen that came off the board right after him. The comparisons are there. Are they fair to Hawkinson and Ed Oliver who came after him? Let's say not exactly, but those are the comparisons that everybody here in Allen Park and Lions fans are going to make. Once again, what'd you guys think of the pick? Their name and linemen that they wish they would have picked. Listen. Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush both went right after that. Devin Bush went 10th overall to the Steelers, and Rashawn Gary went 12th overall.